Hello and welcome to Divine Links Ministries. I am Lee Massey. And I am DA. And today we're going to talk about um, the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. So we're going to go into a word of prayer and we're going to get right into it. All right, Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name. Uh, always thanking you for an opportunity to spend time with you. We ask that you uh, give us wisdom, help us to allow your Holy Spirit to speak through us, and that you be glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, guys. All right, so um, I'm going to start from Psalms uh, 211. It says, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. And so when you hear that verse, what do you think of? Um, when you think about fear, it's, so, it's uh, funny because back in my day, uh, we did, we had a weird fear of the Lord. Uh, I remember in, um, uh, we're having a Bible study at uh, a neighbor's house. And it started lightning and thundering. Man, everybody. They turned off lights. They sat there in the dark, quiet as a mouse, a church mouse. And you couldn't even, uh, um, all you could hear was the rain, the lightning and thunder. And they were sitting there bug-eyed. You know, the leaders, I forgot their names. I just remember because I was only about six years old. But I was like, they were so scared that um, it kind of made me like, what's going on here? But they had such a fear of God. They like, God is doing his work. So we got to be quiet, you know. And uh, we didn't even have a Bible study that day because we sat there in the, with the rain and lightning and thunder and everybody looking around and and whispering and praying. And I guess praying that God don't strike them. I have no idea. But that's the fear that I had. And it was crazy. And I thought that God was like, I, don't, I didn't know what to think of God except that he was... Uh, out to get me or out uh you know we have to be quiet whenever we you know we talk and now uh, just it, it was crazy yeah i i <laughs> and that's that's true because i had um i i thought of god like um like i thought of my god like my father you know because god is our father you know you say god our father so i thought of god as uh my father was very strict very uh, like he was a disciplinary so in our family, so my mom was like more the caregiver and the nurturer, and my dad was more like he worked all the time. When he came home, I guess he was working a lot, so he had to work a couple jobs because there's so many in our family. And uh, so when we just got out of his way, so when he came home, boom, you get out of his way. If you get out of his way, you don't have to worry about getting in trouble. But um, so I had like of a, a uh, kind of a, a fear of God the same way. I felt like you know you don't do anything to upset him. And you stay out of his way, and, and you'll be fine. But if you get in his way, uh, or if you do something crazy, you know, or something um, that he just didn't like, maybe made too much noise, you were in trouble. So I, I, I thought of God like he's waiting to, ke- to get me and slap me if, if I mess up. Instead of God as a God of love, I just saw the fear part of it. I didn't see the love part of it. And I mean, I didn't, and that fear that the unnatural fear not the healthy fear exactly so i understand what you're saying on that uh but yeah and so you realize that god is um he whenever whenever you hear fear is not uh being afraid is is being uh respectful of who he is and mindful that he is holy he is a holy god he is totally separate from evil and uh, um, so when you're walking, uh, you, you don't come into his presence in, in, in sin, dripping with sin, dripping off your lip and say, God, I need this. No, you don't come with him, to him anyway. 
you come to him with fear uh, and fear of who he is. Meaning that uh, an example would be John. John, if you look in John, uh, uh, he was uh, one that always would seem to be by Jesus. You know, he'd always say, yeah, the disciple who Jesus loved. He always called himself the disciple who Jesus loved. But yet again, as we were talking, me and my sister were talking at, but if you, um, then when you think about him, whenever he saw Jesus in Revelation, he saw him in his glorified body. He didn't see him in the flesh. In the flesh, he saw him when he was uh, in, in uh, you know, when Jesus came to earth. But when he got the glorified body, and now he sees it on the right hand of God, when he saw him, he fell down on his feet. He didn't, the same one that he was saying, oh yeah, God, you know, I'm laying on his breast. Yeah, the God, the one that Jesus loved. Now he's falling down his face before him at a, and he couldn't even look at him because now he's, he, you know, he came back totally uh, back to his uh, rightful, you know, place of uh, seat at the right hand of God. And I think we have to have that same respect for God, that awe of who he is, that he cannot tolerate sin. Uh, I mean, you can't come to God with sin, live, you know, and think it's okay and think God is uh, going to listen to you. He's not even going to entertain you when you're walking in sin and living in sin and justifying your sins. He cannot. You cannot come before him because he's not going to accept, you know, anything you're saying he can't hear. You have to repent of all sin. Get into that place where you know that you are right in right relationship with him and then you can speak to him. I know, I, I, and, and that's, that is so true because a lot of times people think that, you know, uh, well, you know, I'm going to sin, I'm going to mess up, uh, and we, we do, but we don't do it like casually, like, oh, I'm going to just go ahead and do this sin because I'm a human and I'm going to, no, it's like when we sin, um, when we mess up, we automatically know that was wrong, oh my gosh, you can't, you're grieved because you, you know you did wrong, and the Holy Spirit's there to tell you that was wrong, you know. No, you shouldn't have done that. That was wrong. And you feel bad about it. So immediately when you mess up, and a lot of times, even before you sin, you have this tapping on your shoulder. Don't do it. Don't say it. But you, because of your, you're in, a, a, you know, you're still working on getting to that perfect perfection God is calling us to, that you mess up and you go, oh, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. And you do it anyway. I, have, I, can, I can repent later. I'll sin now, repent later. And then you sin and you repent. If you don't have any conviction about that, if you just feel like, okay, that's so, oh, I just, hey, we're human. I'm going to mess up. No, it's like, no, you are, you are grieved by your sins. If you're not grieved by your sins, if you don't, if your sins don't break you whenever you mess up, it doesn't, if it doesn't break you, you have to realize, am I truly walking with God? Am I truly a Christian? Because I shouldn't have done that, you know, and yet I don't have any conviction about it. I don't even care. I just messed up. Hey, that's just me. I just justified it. I didn't repent from it. I justified it. That's when you know there's something up and there's something wrong and you got to get on your knees and say, God, show me where I'm messing up and forgive me and Holy Spirit, look, you know, please convict me when I do wrong. Don't let me stay in that because you don't want to get comfortable in that because when you get comfortable in it, you become a reprobate. You know, after a while, if you just keep... Uh, over, you know, jumping over every time, you know, every sin, like it's not a big deal, then there's something wrong. Yeah, uh, something very severely wrong. You got to check yourself whether you're in the faith, basically. Also, you know, you think about fear produces, uh, um, uh, the fear of the Lord, again, that is uh, 
that was the respect of the Lord that produces a uh, confidence. Because if you look in uh, Proverbs um, 14, 26, he says, uh, and that's, uh, let's see, it was 14, um, 26. It says in the fear of the Lord is confidence and his children shall have a place of refuge. Again, you can hide in God and God gives you that um, confidence that his, you respect him so much. He have confidence in him. You have that uh, ability to hide in him because you have, you have an open door with him. When you're walking in, uh, when you're walking in, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what I'm saying. If you're walking in um, faith with God, if you're walking in that uh, 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 life with him, when you sin, you automatically repent. You have faith and you have confidence in God because you know you're in right relationship with him is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. That's true. And that, and that's so true that, um, that we have confidence in him. And also fear, fear of the Lord, which is a respect and the awe of God. It, it, it gives us hope. It gives us faith. It gives us trust, you know, because we realize God is a good father, you know, and, um, and we're not afraid of him, but we enjoy his presence. We're not afraid of him. Like if you look at Adam and Eve, when they walked with God, they were unafraid. The only time they were afraid was, was whenever they sinned. That's whenever the fear came because they were walking in disobedience and disobedience causes us to be afraid of God. Then we become afraid, not fear. We don't have that fear of respect, but we have a afraid of God because we know that there's going to be consequences for disobedience, you know, because uh, that's where it comes from. Whenever we have a, a, a when we're afraid of God, it's because we have, we're walking in um, disobedience. So we don't have that confidence. That confidence is gone. Yeah, exactly. It's almost like when you have a, um, uh, just say you have a boss at work and at work you are, um, you're, uh, uh, you're supposed to do certain things. And then, you know, your boss is like really a, a strict boss. He wants everything done right, correctly. He doesn't do a lot of talking. He just do a lot of, uh, just tell you what to do and he expects you to do it. Uh, whenever you don't do it and he comes in, maybe you're thinking he's going to be off that day. So you know, I'm not, I'm going to slack on that today. And then all of a sudden he comes in. You have a fear. You have a, you have, you're, you're afraid right now because you know, he's going to ask you, did you do the assignment? And you know, you didn't. That's when you have a, uh, uh, the wrong fear. You have that fear. You have that fear because you know you're in disobedience. You didn't do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And that is so true. That is so true. That we only, we can, we fear whenever we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And, we, and then we know that, yeah, because God, God is a good God. And he's, but he's also going to be, he has to, a good God will judge, you know. If you're not good, and no, you're not going to judge him. You're going to say, oh, I'll let you get away with that again. I'll let you get away with everything. So you wind up with a spoiled kid. And, that, and somebody said something. They said, the only one that thinks the spoiled kid is cute is the parent because no one else thinks they are. You have these bad kids on the plane that are doing everything. You don't think it's cute because you're like, they need to get that under control. And God doesn't think that um, disobedience is very uh, cute because he knows that uh, there's going to be a judgment for that. So we have to realize that when we do wrong, there's judgment. Exactly. And uh, also, um, if we can name some of the ways that we have to stay uh, respectful of God. Can you name any ways? Um, number one is we have to remember God owes us nothing, but we owe him everything. 
You know, like some people say, uh, she didn't deserve to, to, um, to this, or she didn't deserve that. It's like, no, we all deserve, we deserve nothing. Actually, we, there's nothing we deserve, but death and hell. But God came along and saved us and pulled us out of the Mari pit. He's the one that pulled us because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve, but I think, well, sometimes we get in this idea that we deserve so much and we deserve this. I deserve a better life. I deserve this. I deserve this. It's like, no, you don't. You deserve hell. But God came along and pulled us out of that. So now we have life. And so don't ever act like um, we deserve anything. But what we deserve is um, damnation. But however, God is so good that he saved us. He set us free from, you know, sin, hell, and hell. He saved us from hell as well. Exactly. Yeah, and also uh, another way I think that you have to, how we can stay respectful and, uh, is to stay humble and stay teachable. Because uh, uh, we have to stay teachable. We have to stay humble before God, and we have to realize who we are. And we are humbled by his love for us, because we don't deserve it. Like he said, we don't deserve it. And uh, if you look at, uh, in Proverbs um, what is uh, 14, 2, he said, He that walketh in the uprightness feareth God. But he that is perverse in his ways despises him. So a lot of times people despise him. Whenever you try to talk to somebody that's in sin and you try to tell them it's wrong, they will despise you. They hate, they be like, oh, uh, that's, uh, Christians are always judging. Christians are always this. Christians are always that. But you have to realize that uh, I believe that, you know, it's not about the fact that they're, they're, they're just mad because they don't want to, they love their sin and they don't want people pointing it out. You know, so. Exactly. Yeah. And then also it says, um, and also I think that we have to look at, we can't look at sin casually. We just can't. And that's another one. And also if you look at, um, in Isaiah 53, 3, it says, Jesus, he was despised, he was rejected of men. He was a man of sorrows and he was quaking with grief. And we realize that sin it's not something that we can do take do casually and take it ca- as a casual thing because that's what nailed Jesus to the cross. And Jesus went through a lot while he was here. He suffered. He died. He was, you know, he was uh, ostracized all through his li- life. He never really got a chance to just um, enjoy. I don't think he really got much of a chance to enjoy this life because he was too busy focused on redeeming us, setting us free, showing us the way, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, also, uh, we have to realize that uh, if you look in Exodus twenty twenty, it says, uh, he said, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God is come to prove you that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. So it's funny that he has fear two ways. He's saying, don't be afraid but the fear of God. So we don't be afraid. We're not afraid of God, but we do fear God because we have to realize that fear of God is to respect God. You know, uh, like uh, I had a friend that was, uh, he was uh, in the Air Force and he was um, at worked at a radiation plant. Uh, he was uh, the um, the officer on duty at the time. And so he's, he came in late that day and he said there was a guy there that always wanted to have his place. He thought he should be there. You know, he should be uh, uh, over the whole thing. Uh, but no, it was him. So, but so he said that. Uh, so he came in late and he called and he said, "Hey, I'm, I overslept. Don't do anything till I get there." So he said, "By when he got there, he said the guy 
that was what, thought he should have his place was already getting ready to turn on uh, some of the radiation things. And he said, no, no, he said, he, and as he came in the door, the guy was um, out, uh, you know, he, could, he said he could see him from the office, that he was out there doing something. He said, he, said, he went to yell to him, you know, through his, uh, um, I think it was through a speaker, but he said it was too late, bam, and um, it totally annihilated the guy. Uh, and it, he, this guy is burnt, has his radiation burnt all the way over his body. I mean, if you feel his body, it feels like rock because it, it burnt, it sent him. He was in the hospital for, I think he said for about a year uh, because he said uh, the guy didn't respect the fact that you don't, you know, there's certain things you didn't do and you have to be careful to obey the protocol or uh, he said uh, he got disintegrated. He said there were so many bees he just saw them. He said he went to ashes right before his eyes and he said he got thrown back and, um, but he, he tells a story and it's just wow. He said uh, the fact that he didn't, uh, the person didn't respect the uh, protocol, that was the problem. So I just think that we have to realize who God is and if you look at uh, Ananias and Sapphira, again, they didn't expect respect the protocol. They're too busy trying to uh, impress people instead of realizing that God is a uh, God is God, and you can't lie to Him. You can't cheat. Just be real. Just stay real because God is uh, knows everything about you. And right, exactly. And if you think about also the priest of old. The priests of old, they, when they went before God, they had, I'm sure that a few days before that, they were probably fasting and praying because they had to stand, they had to go into the Holy of Holies. And if there was one sin that those priests brought into that, that had, that they hadn't been cleansed of, they would be, they would die right before God. Boom. They would be dead because God didn't play with sin. And, and now we think, oh, he's playing, you know, he don't care if I sin. He does. He doesn't, still doesn't play with sin to this day. Uh, but we have to realize that just because he is merciful, he is also a good God. And he's going to have to judge sin, you know? And if, if uh, a judge didn't judge a, a, a murderer and said, well, I'll let him off because, you know, I'm a good judge. That's not a good judge, right? That's not a good judge at all. Exactly. It's not. And so I think that we have to realize we don't take things... Uh, we don't. We shouldn't have casual thoughts of sin, um, the sin that nailed Christ to the cross. Um, and I think, like, when you think about it, I think about um, uh, this water that I was taking my dog to the dog park, and I noticed they said, well, don't, there's a big fountain, not fountain, it's like a little pool. I guess it's a little man-made, I won't say a pool, a little pond. It's a man-made pond. And, uh, but they said, if you go in there, there's bacteria in the water. I wouldn't take my dog in there because it's stagnant. And then you realize in our life, stagnant, and I thought stagnant, stagnant water, it begins to stink and it forms bacteria. A stagnant Christian is the same way. If they're not, if they're just sitting there, I'm, I'm saved, so I'm good, you know, um, you know, it's like, no, it's like something you continue to move, you continue to do, you continue to learn, to grow, to study the word, to, to share the word, to, um, live the word out, to constantly grow in whatever area God has called you to, because God has gifted us all with something. He gifted some people with a lot more gifts than us, but we don't have to worry about their gift. Worry about what, just keep focused on what God has called you to do, and you do that with your heart, soul, and mind, and quit, don't, don't envy or jealousy or have jealousy against anybody else's gifts, but just use yours to the fullest, and that's what only thing God is going to hold you accountable for. Did you use your gifts I gave you, you know, to glorify me? 
So, but yeah, so basically the bottom line is that we're saying is that God is a consuming fire and love and respect of God is the key to Christians that we got to love God and we respect him. And our desire is that God is glorified and it should be that God is glorified in everything we do. Yeah, amen. And that's pretty much it. That wraps it up. That everything we do, we need to glorify God. And we need to also have that fear and awe of who he is. And to learn to respect him in everything we do. Realizing that we are his children. And we he demands that we respect him. And he will love us. He loves us. He can't do anything but love. Because God is love. But he can also, he has to judge. Love does judge. Love does correct. And love does uh, 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 demand that respect. Amen. All right, guys. So, um, hope you learned something. I know we're just talking, and oh, let's let's end that. I forgot one more thing. Uh, let's just let's talk about the difference between fear and respect. All right. All right. I'll do the fear. Fear. Uh, it's toxic. If you fear somebody, it's very toxic. And, but respect is nurturing. And fear destroys confidence. And respect builds confidence. And fear is a very life-threatening. And respect is life-enhancing. It's very, it enhances your life. And uh, fear sometimes is forced upon you. And I think respect is something you willfully give and willfully receive then uh, fear is also learned yeah and then respect is earned and also um, fear brings insecurities and respect brings security and it brings trust amen all right guys so have we want you to have a good day and we just ask you to just always remember that we the love of god you respect him because he is worthy of all all honor. He's worthy of all glory. He is God. And there is none like him. And there's none that can compare with him. Amen. And just to know that uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because you have wisdom in uh, just doing the right thing and living the way according to his will, according to his way. All right, guys. So we to have an awesome day. Be blessed. Yeah. Have an awesome day. Be blessed.